Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Kevin Wilhelm from the Middlesex United Way. Kevin, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great, Pete. It's Good. been a while. It has been a while. Good to, to be see here. you, my friend. Good to see you. It's Thank been, you like for you inviting said, me. Thanks for coming down. Like you said, it's been a while. So what's, what's going on with the United Way? Well, you know, like everybody else, every organization, for-profit and non-profit, mm -hmm. you know, COVID-19 has had a lot of impact, right? Yeah, it's been absolutely. really significant and uh, on our operations as well. And uh, you know, like most other organizations, we had to figure out how to work remotely mm -hmm. and get past that challenge and find out that we could be pretty successful with that. But mostly <laughs> in the first few weeks, Pete, um, we were kind of overwhelmed trying to understand the needs of nonprofits. And also, we were hearing a lot from the community and the public about their needs, and they're pretty dramatic you know, economically. So, yeah. um, so we, so as you probably know, we fund the 38 very best locally based nonprofits yes. focused on education, income, health, and housing. And uh, and so we called all them, tried to figure out what do they need. And again, we were and again we were responding to um, what the public was saying, and um, for the first time ever. We actually provided direct assistance to people in need, working with our normal partners to okay. make referrals. So, if you want, I could talk about. Yeah, go for it. You sure? Yeah. Go so, um, there are 15 United Ways in the state of Connecticut. Okay. So, let me back up and say that there are sort of three new funds that have been created to help people in need as a result of an economic disadvantage through COVID-19. Okay. And. There's a statewide fund that all 15 United Ways are raising money for and helping throughout the state, and that fund has actually assisted more than 1,000 people so far and is approaching close to a million dollars. There's a local fund. We had people in Middlesex County say, hey, we love what you're doing with the state, but we want our money to stay local, so we have a local Middlesex uh, fund that's benefiting people directly in, in need. And then Old Saybrook is about to launch at any day now a specific fund for Old Saybrook called Old Saybrook Cares. And we're involved in all three of nice. those. Nice. Yeah. And I can tell you how it works if you yeah, want. Yeah, go for it. Tell me, how's it work? <laughs> so what's really cool about the statewide fund, and you can find all of the, you can find information about all three of these opportunities on our website at middlesectionanyway.org. Mm -hmm. The statewide fund is very uh, kind of cutting edge. So for for, for people that are referred by any of the 15 town social service directors in Middlesex County, make referrals to uh, a population that we care the most about. We care about everybody. Right. But United Ways are increasingly focused on a population we call Alice. I think we've talked about this yes, before. Oh yeah, we've talked about Alice is asset limited, income constrained, and employed. And these are people that do not. They're above the poverty guidelines, so there's really no government assistance for them. Right. On the average, they make between 24 and like thousand and seventy thousand dollars a year for a family of four okay so our funds are going to, to help those families and Alice families are those are the folks that are most affected those are your restaurant workers those are your child care workers you know those are the people that you know, serve you at uh, at the dry cleaner mm -hmm. so our our statewide fund provides eligible people with uh, $200 potentially monthly downloaded directly into your Apple wallet or Android wallet. So it's a very technologically driven uh, response. Cool. Locally, yes. so locally um, we are doing the old fashioned sending checks, $500 
uh, checks one time to people in need. Again, referred to us by some of our partners like the Valley Shore YMCA down here, sure. Old Seabrook, uh, Youth and Family Services, for example. And so those checks go directly to people in need. Again, this adolescent population. And so, um, and then the Old Seabrook Cares Fund is about to launch, and that's a group of uh, very caring, generous, compassionate people who are gonna make sure that the money that's raised, um, it's gonna be sent to us, but it's, um, we're gonna send it back to Old Seabrook to a committee that's gonna review applications for people in Old Seabrook. We're not taking any fees from any of these, and a con local committee in Old Seabrook will help Old Seabrook residents with as much as $1,500. Nice. So we're doing a lot. Cool. Who's on the committee? Uh, that that is um, beyond my pay grade right now, and okay. uh, you'll have to talk to the first selectman, right. Carl Fortuna, All right, to figure that. To Fortuna. I don't actually think it's been named yet. There are okay. people organizing it, but that's that'd be that's a topic, a great topic for another another that's week. A, okay, yeah. I, I can I can definitely do that. I can definitely do that. Our, our part is to make sure that. Um, uh, that the, the monies are, 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 are tax deductible and uh, financially managed really well. Absolutely. And then to help with the process of um, um, making sure that, that the criteria are clear for who would be eligible. But more to come on that. Okay. All right. So what, what are some of the nonprofits you guys work with with the Middlesex United Way? So we work right now with, we have two initiatives that are countywide. Even though Middlesex United Way has always been based in Middletown, right. we work in all 15 towns. Right. And so, um, so we actually work with all the youth and family services in the county. So that's, you know, Clinton, Westbrook, Old Saverbrook, you know, the whole uh, Essex, Deep River, Chester, yep. and, uh, and all the way up to the north. And we've been, uh, we have an initiative called Healthy Communities, Healthy Youth, where we are trying to reduce risky behavior among middle school and high school kids. We also work with all 15 towns on early learning. So it's, yeah, there's so much data that shows that um, if you can um, make sure kids um, enter kindergarten ready to learn, um, so by, by the time they go to school, if they're ready to learn, there are things you can do, strategies that you can do to get kids ready to learn, that their ability to succeed later in life is really more significant. So we helped create early learning councils in each of the 15 towns, and we provide funding to each of them. But it's also, you know, it's, there's lots of other organizations that we support. Down, you know, Gilead uh, Community Services, sure. the, you know, the Scouts, the mm -hmm. Wise, things like that. There's exactly. the, again, the 38 of the very best nonprofits. Exactly. Now let's talk about the Healthy Initiative, Healthy You Project. How's that work? That's actually been working well. We actually, when we first started it, we thought that we would be funding it for five years, and it's now almost 15 years. Oh my because God. Because the data has been so strong about how we, we, we're working with local school systems and youth and, youth and family service directors sure. to reduce the risky behavior, primarily like violence and, and drug abuse. And, uh, and it has been working really, really well. Nice. So during the COVID, what's the United Way been up to? Well, the other thing, in addition to raising money for, for direct assistance, we have been um, really, really active with getting volunteers to make masks okay. and also just and distributing masks throughout the county. So we actually had volunteers m make over 3,000 masks that oh, got wow. distributed. And we were just last week, we dropped some off at uh, Apple Rehab in Old Zebra. Sure. Yeah. So to not just our own nonprofit partners, but any organization that needed it, a fire department, a nursing home, right. organizations like the Y, that both Ys that, that have camps and that we're gonna, that we're needing, gonna be needing masks. Yeah. But we also sponsored, um, for the public, 
um, about a month ago, there was, uh, you could drive up and we were giving out those surgical masks, mm -hmm. five per car, per, per household, and we distribute in one day, recruiting a lot of volunteers to help do this, 35,000 masks in one day. And oh, that wow. was really led by the Jewish Federation of New Haven, but they wanted a local partner, that's us, Middle Section Highway, to help find the volunteers. Sure. To, we provided some funding to, to buy the masks. So things like that have been really significant. We've actually, the other project that we've done that's been really awesome throughout the county is that we, we had heard that nursing homes, that, that they were so isolated, you know, people couldn't visit mm -hmm. patients if you had family members. Oh, absolutely. Could. And then the nursing home staff were just overwhelmed, really super busy. So we, um, we had hundreds of people make cards and thank you notes and just inspirational messages, right. and they were delivered to nursing homes throughout um, Middlesex County. So things like that have been really pretty awesome. It's been, so, so we've been trying to do what we can to kind of lift people up. Um, uh, Morale-wise, and also just provide economic assistance um, as well. Now, when things go back to somewhat of a normal, what can people expect to see? <laughs> That's with a the United great Way? question. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who knows? So, so we think about what's in the news lately, right? Well, there's a lot in the news. Oh, but, absolutely. But at Middlesex United Way, we had kind of quietly and internally last year begun our own. Um, we started to take some steps about uh, racial equity and what does that mean for us in our community. Okay. And so now that, um, you know, if you think about what's been happening across the country with the protests uh, yeah. and, and whatnot, we actually have really advanced and kind of fast forwarded our work in racial justice and equity. And so just um, yesterday is something that we, yesterday is, uh, was, June 21st, the longest day of the year, happened yes. to be Father's Day, right? It was, happened. that's right. But every June 21st, United Ways across the country do something called Day of Action. Okay. And, and each United Way does what it wants to to try to be action-oriented in their community. Okay. And so in our case, we decided, we launched this yesterday. Again, you can go to the website at you know, middlesectionidayway.org and you can look for the Racial Justice and Equity Toolkit. And we've actually challenged people to look at the resources on there and to kind of the, the, to kind of really um, build up your knowledge mm -hmm. about uh, the importance of racial justice and equity work. You can, um, there's some videos and some other resources where you can do some learning. You, um, I'm taking some, there's a, tr there's a tr free training resource, the anti-racism training that I'm actually in the middle of taking. Oh, cool. And there's all kinds of resources that can help you think about uh, racial justice and equity and what it means and to sort of, again, advance your knowledge and also, some ways to volunteer, some action steps you can take. So that's actually kind of a new um, focus for us that we've really um, uh, been been encouraging people. And even things like, I don't know if you've had anybody in here about the census, but the census no, is so important. Absolutely. For so many reasons. But this, you know, what, what happens in most, uh, every 10 years with most census counts is that the, the, the folks that are harder to reach, which are usually the underserved, you know, can be, uh, you know, people of color, the minority community. So we want to make sure that everybody fills out the set at the census, but we will also right. want to make sure that people that are harder to reach absolutely fill out the census. And absolutely. we have a list on there of books you can read, videos you can watch. We have a, a link to, um, throughout Middlesex County, uh, black-owned businesses where you can shop at, things like that. So we've really done a lot of some interesting things. And so 
we're trying to not we're trying to elevate the conversation so people can be more informed, but we also want people to take action. Absolutely. So that's pretty brand new. Wow. <laughs> this is a very timely it is. conversation. It is. That's okay. That's okay. I'll have to come around more often. Yeah. <laughs> to come visit took, you more it only, often. It only took you a while to get to me, but that's... <laughs> that's well, you know what? There are so many great nonprofits in this region that you have a lot, you always have a lot of, of choices of, of good good um, work to amplify. Oh, absolutely. So we appreciate being part of your, oh, absolutely. Part of your cadre of Anytime. nonprofits. As a matter of fact, one of the other cadre that I've had have on have on fairly recent is Chris Pilato from the Y. I love Chris. Oh, yeah. Chris, Chris great He's a great guy. guy. Yeah. And the other one, Cynthia Clegg and Thayer Talbot from Community yeah, so Foundation. We're often great funding partners. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're, it's, it's such a, what's cool about this community, and I know you know this already, is that it's a small world. But, oh, yeah. But it's, it's easy to get things done in this region because people care, number one. Yeah. But, but there aren't that many uh, significant players that or organizations that, uh, unlike lots of other bigger cities, there are, there are only kind of a, uh, it was a, small, a fewer number of organizations that really are kind of community-based. Mm -hmm. And unlike most places in Connecticut, because we have 169 towns, right? Yes. So everyone tends to think of, they're sort of isolated in their town. But in, in, in Middlesex County and the shoreline, people work together easily. So yeah. we collaborate. And how do you have more impact? You have more impact when you bring people and organizations around the table to mm -hmm. solve the harder problems. So when you have organizations like the you know, Community Foundation, the Y, the Shoreline yep. Basic Needs Task Force, yep. all those groups working together, that's how you can really make a dent and solve some problems. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I actually had on recently come, come walking through the door of Pete Mazzetti. Sarah yeah. Bird from Habitat. Well, yes, Habitat's one of our great funding partners. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the, because they're uh, constructing a new home in Westbrook. That's right, right. Yeah. yeah. Sarah and I talked That's about that Probably one. close by. I don't, I, don't, I don't really know where it is, but ah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's here in Westbrook somewhere. She didn't, she didn't give me the details of where it was. But you remind me, we, we actually were one of the orig original funders and still the, one of the bigger supporters for Hope Partnership, you know, so the Hope Partnership that's based in Old Sure, Sarah, yeah, oh, absolutely. So they have that very successful, um, Housing effort in Old Saybrook, yep. but they're a, a, they're constructing another one in Essex, and we're oh, are big, they? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so you've got to get them on. There, there's a, yeah, there's, there's going to be some new housing that they're building oh, nice. for uh, yeah affordable housing um, in Essex that has approval, and uh, we're involved in that as well. Housing and homelessness. The other thing that hmm. COVID did that was so hard. You know, COVID hit everybody hard, right? Oh, yeah. or potentially had, but. People who were um, vulnerable with respect to housing were really, really hit hard. So right. this community worked really well together to figure out how to make sure that people who were homeless or threatened to be homeless were served really, really well in a meaningful way. Because you think about you know the people that were vulnerable or people living in congregate sites like shelters and stuff. Right. Like that's where you kind of get passed along. So um, the the there's a group of um, providers who were serving that population that's meeting weekly and sometimes more than weekly to make sure that that population uh, was healthy and got the services. And, and the other thing is food. Right. Like f the food insecurity is, is, is amazing. And one of the big changes, am I talking too much? No, go for it. No, go. Keep one going. Of the, we, we, we made a very strategic decision at Middlesex and anyway. The board of directors thought long and hard about where to invest 
donor monies this year, where to put it to be most impactful. Right. Most of the time, about two-thirds of the money that we raise goes back to the community, these 38 nonprofits. Right. That's really kind of long-term, systemic change, prevention-oriented kind of stuff. Sure. But with the need being so emergency, there's so many emergency needs and basic needs that we shifted to put more of our money toward emergency and basic needs. So we did change some of what we're funding. So that's, you know, for us, emergency and basic needs, it's domestic, victims of domestic violence, right. it's mental health needs, it's definitely food insecurity. Food is the biggest issue. So both the Shoreline Soup Kitchen and Pantries yep. and, and up in the northern part of the county, um, Amazing Grace, they're delivering food to all these congregate sites. They're serving seniors more than ever. They're you know, serving, um, helping serve youth um, through the school system. So they really were taxed. So it's mental health, it's um, you know, food insecurity, housing issues, and domestic violence. So we shifted and put more of our money in those areas. We still very much care about long-term change and preventing problems before they start right. over like a long, like a 10-year period. Mm -hmm. But for right now, the community was saying, look, we need food, we need shelter. We need mental health, more mental health access. So those are the kind of things that we are sort of uh, at least temporarily uh, funding, providing more funding to. Speaking of food, you mentioned the Shoreline Soup Kitchen. Yes. I understand they have a new executive director. Yeah, they, yes. I've I haven't met, met her, her yet. Um, I have. I have met her a person once, and now mostly, most recently through Zoom. You know, everything is Zoom we're in a Zoom world. Oh, absolutely. We talked about this before, where Zoom is surprisingly productive. <laughs> I don't really prefer it. I'm no, getting used either. to it. You get kind of tired of Zoom. You get zoomed out. Exactly. But it has worked. But uh, no, uh, she's she's terrific, and you should is have she? her on it. Yeah, she, oh, yeah. I think she's been there almost a year. It's also one of the 38 organizations that we provide financial and volunteer resources oh, to okay. as well. Okay. And they're terrific, they do a great job, but they've been taxed as well. You know, yeah. they, have, they have greater need. Right. Now, as far as the United Way goes, Middlesex County, financially, did you guys hit a downward, downward spin during the COVID or? Yes, yeah, so, so we, we um, all nonprofits are really struggling. Financially. Oh, absolutely! No matter no matter if you're grant funded, government based, event based, and you know, in our case, we primarily we do get a lot of individual individual donations, mm -hmm. but we don't run too many events. We don't really get much government money, if if, if, if at all. But we mostly run these workplace campaigns where, yep. where companies provide. I mean, individuals and their companies provide funding to us. So, so it's definitely been a challenge. And so this year, uh, our year ends June thirtieth. Yep. So this year has been relatively okay, but we are very concerned about next year, I mean, after July 1st, Which this July. fall, because no one knows if there's a second wave. Right. But uh, we had to assume that there might be a problem on the revenue side, so mm -hmm. we actually have cut both our operations budget and the amount of money going back into the community by 20%, oh, as wow. we have to estimate. And right. so uh, that's what we have decided, and that's, that's unfortunate. But for the first time ever, yes. We're going to, in, in, even though we set the budget for a year, yes. we actually only approved monies to be spent for six months because we're going to reevaluate in December. Okay. And hopefully things aren't as, aren't, uh, we were conservative, right? Maybe things are better than we anticipated. Right. And so in December, our board will meet again and maybe 
I'm an optimistic person, yeah. we'll actually have more money than we thought we would, that we won't have suffered as much as we think, and we could potentially um, uh, increase the amount of money going to our partners and to the community. So that's kind of a, we just, we figured that there's so much unknown between now and the end of the year. Let's just reevaluate. Absolutely. A year's a long time. Hopefully there's not a second wave. No. But if there is, you know, then we'll be, uh, we're kind of providing, putting some safeguards in place to make sure that we are as prudent with the money as we possibly can be. Now, as far as a board of directors that you guys have, how many people are on the board? We have a lot, but they're great. We okay. have 29 Good. people, but we also, wow. we represent 15 towns. Yeah, I know. We have, we, you know, we have lots of different stakeholders, invested interests and so, uh, of people that you know, care about the work that we do. Absolutely. We focus on you know, education, income, health and housing and financial stability. So we need people represented in all those areas. We have, uh, um, so, so the, the, the way we recruit our board is we look for people who have a sphere of influence that we really value and that could right. be small or that could be really large. There are no guaranteed seats on our board. Right. Everyone serves um, uh, uh, three-year terms. You could serve more than that potentially, but three-year terms. And we have, um, out of 29 people, we have, I think, eight or nine from the Shoreline area. People like Jim Crawford. I was gonna say, you've you know. a friend of mine on your board. <laughs> Toro Mayer lives in Old Cedarburg and works for Liberty, Liberty Bank. Liberty Bank, sure. You know, Leah. Oh, yeah. Kristen Roberts and, and uh, the, um, Superintendent of Schools, Pat Sicconi in uh, Westbrook as well. But they're, they're yes. So um, uh, Allison Dow lives in Chester. So we, we have a pretty representative force. She works for Middlesex Health. Okay. So um, uh, we, we because we do a lot of things and have a lot of interests, we have a large board and they're quite exactly. wonderful. No. They're wonderful. Oh, absolutely. And they're all donors. They're all very, very supportive and they're very smart. Absolutely. They help me keep me on my toes. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and you got Manny. I have Manny. You got my you guys buddy Manny. Yeah, you know, on your show maybe six months ago. Yeah. Manny came to us from That's the Boy right. Scouts and is our relatively new development director. He's been here a year and he's How just been he? off. He's awesome. Good. Tell him I said hello. I will do that. Please tell him I said He's very active in the River Delta BNI. Yeah, let's talk about BNI. Yeah. And I'm actually very active in one in Middletown, the Aragoni BNI. But, okay. uh, you know, and both of those BNIs are helping raise money for United Way, so there's a connection. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so that's a, that's a positive. Uh, there's there's the connection here. Let's talk uh, about the BNI and exactly really? what they do. Yeah, All right. go for it. So um, BNI stands for Business Networking International, yeah. and uh, uh, groups are organized uh, uh, by region, and um, it's one per industry. So, for example, in in my group that's based in Middletown, and and in the one that Manny's in based in Old Seabrook, yep. they only have one nonprofit each. They only have one like personal injury attorney each. They have one like insurance person. Oh, you know, wow. So, so it's, it's one per industry, one banker, mm -hmm. and the goal is to help each other be more successful. So uh, we, we pass um, referrals back and forth to oh, each other. But we also get involved in the community and um, almost every person in my 20 group, Aragoni BNI group, mm -hmm. BNI, yep. is a volunteer. Three of them are on our board of directors, including my current board chair, and uh, at least half of them are, are donors or sponsors for, for us. So they're very actively involved in the community. Who's your current board chair? Scott Carlson. Hey. He's a, do you know Scott? No. no. You know, he's uh, an attorney with Carlson and Demir. He does personal injury work. Okay. He's and he's young. We have we have a, you know we have a very we, we're getting increasingly young. We really really value people under forty. Right. And we have a young leader society that's doing great stuff. So um, I think our I think also about eight or nine of our board is around forty-ish or under because we really you know I always say that um, um, focus on the next generation mm -hmm. and the next generation 
has assets and value right now. We don't have to wait. Right. They have stuff that they can contribute right now. Absolutely. So our board is getting increasingly younger, which we Ab love. Absolutely. I was going to say, you mentioned Toral from Liberty Bank. Yes. I also had, I have Sue Murphy on with me She's regularly. Terrific. They really are the partner we probably work with the most closely, oh, yeah. Liberty Bank Foundation. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. Great group. Yeah, Sue's terrific. And the Liberty Bank Foundation, their priorities align very closely to ours. Now, what is the mission for Middlesex County United Way? We really are trying to, uh, we, are, we are in an organized, sustained way trying to strengthen um, uh, the capacity of, of, of communities. To, to, I, don't, I, mean, I really don't, you really trip me up here because I don't actually have the words, which is that's, a, is, that's okay. Scott Carlson, my board chair, is now going to lay up, you're probably going <laughs> to give me a little hard, a hard time, but, but the, the, the focus is really on long-term systemic change. Those, that, that type of phrase exists in our mission statement. But we also need to be just really responsive to what the health and human service needs are in our region. Right. And you guys reach all of, Middles all of Middlesex. All 15 towns, all 15 yeah. And that, towns. that's something that um, um, about 20 years ago, um, we um, had, had finally made sure it was a there was it was all 15 towns were included mm -hmm. um, in our in our United and by the way I was hired in 1991 so next year will okay. be my 30th anniversary with oh, Middlesex wow. United Way oh my goodness <laughs> yes that's a long wow, time good for you <laughs> I always joke that I hope the uh, the uh, I hope I realize that it's time to go before the board of directors does <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah right so if people want more information on the United Way where are they going. Uh, the website, uh, middlesexunitedway.org. What type of information can they find? Oh my gosh. Everything. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, so, 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 so you definitely find volunteer opportunities. Right. We actually, so we provide volunteer opportunities regardless of whether or not we, uh, the 38 organizations we mm -hmm. provide money to, mm -hmm. any group can, 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 can put on there their volunteer opportunities. Right. But you, know, you can find information about the COVID-19 resources, you can provide um, all internal information. Our audit is on there, our 990. We want to be very transparent. Our staff, who our board is, um, if you know, how, to, how to give money, if you would like to, different ways to give money, if you want to become a sponsor, all that kind of stuff. But we also are very active in social media. You can find us you know, searching through Middlesex United Way. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, yeah. Twitter, and I'm very active in all that too. Cool. So, um, well, Kevin Wilhelm from the United Way, we're out of time. So, thanks for coming down. We'll see you soon. Yes, all it right, was delight. Friend. Good to Thank see you. you. On behalf of Kevin Wilhelm, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night. We'll see you next time.